Well, I'll throw out the challenge that I give to everybody. If somebody can send me an actual calendar with someday on it, I'll send you a million dollars. I will find a million dollars, but I feel really confident throwing out that gauntlet because no one will ever find someday on a calendar, right? Right. The question about what to do, especially in motherhood, that is the most common challenge that my women face. The first thing you got to do is you got to get real about what, what a wardrobe is. A wardrobe is not all of the clothes that are in your closet and in your drawers. That is not your wardrobe. Your wardrobe is all of the clothes that you can and do wear. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. I have here Jennifer and she comes, um, she is a wardrobe stylist. Welcome Jennifer to the Moms Without Capes podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So Jennifer is a Jennifer Mackey Mary is a wardrobe stylist who gives everyday style advice to everyday women. Over the last two decades, she's helped thousands of busy women cut through the clutter in their closets, discover their style, and build wardrobes that make getting dressed fun and easy. She's the host of the Top 25 podcast the Everyday Style School that teaches you everything your mom forgot to tell you about getting dressed. Jennifer is passionate about raising confident daughters, female entrepreneurship, and getting every woman in a better bra. So again, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here today. I feel like your topic is going to be of great interest to the mom. I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) So Let's tell me a little bit more. I read your bio, but tell me a little bit more about who you are and how you got into being a stylist, a master stylist. (laughs) Well, I never meant to be a stylist. This was not my dream. I didn't plan a career in clothes whatsoever. I spent my early career in the restaurant industry. I was a corporate trainer. I opened restaurants all around the world. And um, in 1999, I moved from Minnesota, where I'm originally from, to Washington, D.C. for a job. And I just, I wasn't happy. I was looking for something else. And one day, Chico's called me, you know, Chico's the... The clothing store for women of a certain age, let's say. (laughs) And um, they were looking for someone and I was like, well, I don't know, why not? Right. I was looking to get off the road a little bit. I was, you know, looking for a little bit more normal life. So I went to work for them. And the very first day that I worked at Chico's, everybody, when they start there, you learn how to dress the four body types. And for me, it was an absolute revelation. Is that like the the apple? Yeah. Yep, okay, yep. Okay. Growing up, I had a really difficult body to dress and I didn't understand why clothes didn't necessarily work on my body the same way they worked on my friends' bodies. Right. And I thought, well, if I just lost a little bit more weight, but I would see friends that were like bigger than I was, but they were wearing these styles. And I thought, well, if I worked out more, but I, I mean, I was in pretty good shape. So I couldn't figure out like my pants never fit me in the legs. If they fit me in the waist and why the butt was always too big. And that day, the first day I worked there, I learned that my body shape is just an apple. Like it's not weird. It's not malformed. It's not wrong. It's just an apple. And I learned that the pants I was buying were never, ever, ever going to work. 
And in that moment, like I was set free. I was set free. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be different at all. I just need to buy different pants. I can do that. That I can do. And uh, when I worked for Chico's, we didn't have mirrors in the fitting rooms. And every woman is like, that would be the worst thing in the whole wide world. But think about it. How many times do you go into a store and you go in the fitting room all by yourself with armloads of stuff and you just leave empty handed and sad because you don't know how to dress yourself, right? Like that's why we're all struggling because we don't know how to dress ourselves. Every woman had to come out and there was a team of trained people for your body saying, okay, let's try a little bit shorter jacket, a little bit wider pant. Let's put a belt right here. Hey, we need a longer necklace. Let's roll this sleeve. And women actually got the help they needed. And, you know, looking back on, on that, I'm like, that was really genius. Sadly, they don't do it anymore. And I think that's just such a tragedy because women need that kind of help. But I dressed literally thousands of women, thousands of women. And what a great practice ground, right? For, for going out on my own eventually. Absolutely. That's really interesting about, because it is, it's so true. I have gone into so many dressing rooms and come out empty handed and just wanted to just go home and cry. Just defeated. You're just defeated. And for years, we feel like we're not enough. A lot of the moms feel like that and get, and trying on clothes and going clothes shopping just reinforces that belief. And I imagine when you realize that, you know, that you just weren't dressing, you weren't buying the right pants that it was just this weight off your shoulder, like that it was not because of you. Yeah. I would say at that point, like my love affair with style was on, right? Mm -hmm. I am not a fashion person. I don't have a huge closet full of designer labels. I don't really, I don't care that much. My life is very, very casual. I mean, I have to close my window in my office because I hear the cows, right? Like this is not a glamorous (laughs) life I am living. I love style. I love when you find those clothes that light you up, that make you smile, that make you excited to get dressed. Like that is so cool to me. And when you know what works on your body and what doesn't, you can hone in on those pieces and you're not just settling for like, well, this nondescript tent fits me. And I guess it doesn't look terrible. Like that's just a terrible way to go through life. So yeah, that really ignited my love of, of style. I think through like my sister is very stylish. Like I can name people like that I see that or that I know that are, they've just got style. They know how to dress for their body type. They know how to pull things off. And I myself am very plain because I don't feel that I am stylish at all. And that I can't pull off different fashions or different styles that I see other people. And I think having like learning how to develop that skill. Is it a skill like that you feel that you could develop or do you feel that you're born with style versus? I think that is such an interesting question. And I actually think it's both. And the analogy I like to use is that my brother-in-law is an amazing cook. He loves to cook. If a recipe has like 25 steps, he is in right? He loves to cook. He watches cooking shows. He tries new things. He experiments with ingredients. He loves to cook and therefore he hones his craft. I don't love to cook. Mm -hmm. I love to feed people though. Like that is one way I show love. So I have some recipes that I can make really, really well. And I love to invite people over and I like to feed them. But for me, it really isn't about the food or the technique. It's about showing love, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there are people who are born with that style gene who, you know, they put things on, you're like, never would have put those together, but it works. Right. (laughs) 
there are those people and, and they get better because of that constant trial and error and not being afraid to just go for it and try something. And then there are women who are like, I want to look good. I want to have that confidence. It's not about the clothes. It is about the result that you want from it, which is, I want to, I want to feel appropriate everywhere I go. I want to feel like my best. I want to feel confident, whether it's at work, going for a new job, my goodness, going to the park with your kids and you know, all the moms are cute and you're like, Oh, I just want to fit in. Right. Right. You can learn that, that you can learn. You may never get to the point where, you know, you would rather walk the runway, (laughs) right. Or you're, you know, you, you would blow a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes that may never be your jam and that's perfectly okay, but you can absolutely learn style. Absolutely. So for moms, why is it important? Like why is style? So why does it matter for moms? There are a few reasons. The first one being when you have children, you give up so much of who you are, right? Especially when you become a first time mom, like nobody tells you that part, that like nothing is yours anymore. Your time, not your own, you know, your hairstyle, not your own, everything (laughs) is gone. And for me, taking back a little bit of my sense of self through wearing clothes I like to wear helps me keep that part of me that is more than just a mom. I think our, I think our kids need to know that we are people. Right. Instead of surrendering your entire self. Right. I had a client, her, she she wrote on her little questionnaire that I give that she can't wear certain colors because her kids wipe their Cheeto hands on her. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, uh, uh, no, we are not having a style intervention. We are having like a mom intervention because no, (laughs) your kids cannot know that you are a human napkin. Like you need to hold that for yourself. And I, I think that clothes, when, when you say I am worth it to invest a little bit of our family's resources on myself to feel good. I think, I think that is really good for your kids. I also think, and I know this sounds silly and frivolous. We're nicer when we like the way we look. Yes. I right. I, I agree. Yeah. We're just nicer. Sure. I yell at my children less when I have a good feel better about yourself. You, you do. <laughs> and if that's what it takes for me to yell less. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty. Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. And the third reason is really for productivity. And I remember, you know, when I had littles, mine, mine aren't little anymore, but when I had littles and I'd get up in the morning and I get dressed because we had somewhere to be, I was good to go the whole day. If I needed to run to the grocery store for, you know, whatever ingredient I forgot. Okay, cool. Let's just pop out. If my kids wanted to go to the park. Okay, let's go. But if you kind of spend the day like frumping around and at three o'clock you say, oh shoot, my kids want to go to the park. I need to get them out of the house or I need to go to the grocery shop. You don't want to go. Right. You don't want to go because it's so, so much effort and you're tired so much effort. <laughs> it's so much effort. You know, and I tell moms get dressed before you leave your room for the first time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And every mom I've ever met and every woman's always like, I would do anything to get more time out of my day. And I'm like, Oh, here's your, here's the answer. Here's the get dressed. Yeah. 
And it's like that meatloaf song. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Like, <laughs> that is the one thing they don't want to do. But I encourage women just to try it for a week. Just try it mm. and see how you get more laundry done. Like you're just more productive when you have right. no pants on. And I'm not saying you have to be uncomfortable. You don't have to put on jeans with a real button and zipper. But like when you put yourself together a little bit, you're off to the races. And it, it, it's giving you a head start easier. for the day. Yeah, it's just day. easier. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I really encourage moms at all stages to reclaim them, their sense of style themselves and, you know, kind of set themselves up for a more productive day in life. So what is the quickest way to boost your style? If you were, you know, for moms that are very limited on time, which I mean, there are moms that they say they don't have time and they really don't. Like maybe they have newborns at home or they have lots of kids. I I have six kids. So my time is very limited. And especially when they were little, like when they were little, little, I would, I, and even now I feel like I'm running a gazillion places and I'm always shop like chauffeuring and homework and all the different things. What would be the quickest way or like, where do I start? Well, first of all, let's address the newborn phase because the newborn phase gets a pass on literally everything, everything, <laughs> right? Like you don't have to put on a blouse when you have a newborn. If you want right. to, it's, it's fine. Now I will say that cute t-shirts can get spit up on and, and be washed just as easily as plain old dumpy t-shirts, right? So right. there are things you can do. But I think one of the easiest ways that you can commit to having better style is stop buying things you don't love. Stop it. That's something I I recently started doing. If I don't love it 100% in the dressing room, because there's things like, and I even started clearing my closet like that. Like if I don't love it, yeah, I've tried it on three times and every time I don't like it, like I take off, why am I keeping it in my closet? Yes, that, I mean- (laughs) committing to not wearing things you don't love. Like that's kind of step two. You're at level 201. But the first one is just don't buy more. Right. Don't buy more stuff that doesn't light you up. That's a, a, a very easy mm. one. So when you go to Target, cause we all go to Target and then we turn into the, you know, the clothing section, we throw a bunch of t-shirts in the cart. Don't do that. Don't do that. Only put those t-shirts in the, in the cart. If those are the most exciting t-shirts you've seen in a really long time. Right. The chances are you really don't need more. You don't need more. And the other thing, you know, it's such like an old cliche to plan your outfits ahead of time. It's such a cliche. And, you know, it used to be for like working women and plan out your outfit ahead of time. So your mornings, you know why that was a thing? Because it's a thing. It's a thing. It's an actual meal planning, outfit planning. No, yes, yes. I actually tell women that it should be just like meal planning. Nobody has the time or energy or bandwidth to be really creative with style in the morning. So you tend to just grab those few same things that you wear over and over and over again, neglecting like 95% of your closets. So, you know, on Sundays or whatever, look at the weather for the week and look at where you're going and then write down what you want to wear. Guaranteed, you're going to put together more stylish outfits. You're going to wear more of what you have and you're going to feel better about the way you look. So- what I was going to ask you about is one of the things like that I, it seems to be in that I see quite a few people do it is they kind of have like a standard, like almost uniform, like where they stick to like, this is really basic, but like a white shirt and black pants, like they have them in different things. Like, do you recommend that? Is that something that you feel would be a time saver or 
you know, I really think that depends on the person, the person and their personality, right? So that's the thing that Mark Zuckerberg does. Right. And a lot of successful people, I was he trying to think does of does that so that he doesn't have to make decisions about things that are not important. But again, he's a guy. He's and a guy. Women seem to have more, a, a little bit more flair. <laughs> like more flair, more, more pressure, whatever you want to call it. Right. It doesn't seem to work for women as well. Um, so the idea behind that is to combat decision fatigue and to okay. save your mental energy for things that matter. And you know what? I'm all about that, which is part of like planning your outfits. That takes a lot less mental energy than trying to figure it out every day. So I think if you're somebody who likes that concept, go for it. Absolutely. 100%. I do think every woman, every woman I've ever met could get away with about mm, 75% less stuff than she has. Cause if we're honest, that's what we actually wear. Right. I heard that before the 80%, Mm -hmm. like, what is the thing we wear? 20% 20% of our clothes, 80% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. That. There's some I like to give people a sense. tiny little bit more benefit of the doubt. Right. <laughs> but you know what? It's actually probably less than that. It's probably, we wear about 10% of the stuff we own. So, you know, one of the products that I do are capsule wardrobe guides where we show seasonally, like here is an, here's an entire wardrobe for a season. It's 40 pieces. Um, that's tops, bottoms, dresses, accessories, like the whole thing. And here's how they all work together to make like 300 outfits. Like it's crazy, but we reuse the same basics from season to season and year to year. So you're not buying all this stuff like for winter, which will come out soon. We put in a couple of fun colors for the season, a couple of fun trends. So you're not like constantly reinventing the wheel to keep your wardrobe looking fresh. And for people who can't totally commit to the the uniform thing I think it's a really good half step it's not like I just love clothes and I love figuring out what to wear every day it's not quite that loosey-goosey and it's not quite as regimented as the other for a lot of women it's kind of that middle ground some guidance not the gray area yeah so what should you do with clothes that don't fit right now because I know in my closet like I in fact you know, what I'm trying to lose later. I, you know, you gain weight when you have kids, like all these different stages of life and you yeah. end up having all these clothes that you think that you're going to wear someday, but someday never seems to come. And so what, what do we do with all those clothes? Well, I'll throw out the challenge that I give to everybody. If somebody can send me an actual calendar with someday on it, I'll send you a million dollars. <laughs> I will find a million dollars, but I feel really confident throwing out that gauntlet because no one will ever find someday on a calendar. Right. Right. The question about what to do, especially in motherhood, that is the most common challenge that my women face. The first thing you got to do is you got to get real about a, what, what a wardrobe is. A wardrobe is not all of the clothes that are in your closet and in your drawers. That is not your wardrobe. Your wardrobe is all of the clothes that you can and do wear. And I think everyone listening to this is like, oh my goodness, you just took out 80% of my wardrobe. Yeah. Really? I always thought it was like everything I own. Let's think about this. If I went to forever 21 and I'm at, you know, forever mid (laughs) forties, if I went to forever 21 and I brought the entire contents of that store home and put it in my closet, I don't have a bigger wardrobe, do I? Right. It's not my style. I'm not walking around Farmville, Minnesota in a crop top. Like (laughs) These are things that are not happening. I don't have any bigger wardrobe. Right. Your wardrobe is what you can and do wear. Huh. So let's get honest about what we actually can and do wear. And 
clothes that don't fit, get them out of your line of sight, get them out of there. Clothes that don't fit mock you in the morning, but they don't motivate you during the day. Right. Nobody has ever been at lunch with a friend and, oh no, let's not do dessert. I have a pair of 1995 low rise jeans that I want to get back into. No, no. Nobody says that yet. Nobody says that. But then you open your closet in the morning. You're like, I have nothing to wear. None of this fits. And I'm a terrible person. And why did I eat the cheesecake? Whoa. Let's just, let's, let's let a lot of that go by just getting them out of your line of sight. So those things that don't fit or that you're not wearing or that you're waiting for someday, you need to go and you have to ask yourself, if I could wear this, would I want to? If you are lugging around, you know, low rise jeans with a bling pocket, you know, a la Britney Spears, 2003, (laughs) even if you could, would you? No, they can go. They can go. So get rid of all of that stuff and then box it all up. Put a date on that bin or that box. Give it a date, not a wait. I don't care if you give it three years. In three years, you try that stuff on. If it doesn't work, let it go. Okay. You know, and that seems easy enough because we do seem to put a weight on it. And of course, never comes. Of course, we do. So, as you're, as you're boxing up your stuff, layer it. So the things that you could wear next are right on the top of that bin, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the tiniest, idiotiest, bittiest, your most aspirational clothes, you can keep them, but they're on the bottom. You're not going to dig through those every few months. Mm-hmm. You're just going to revisit them in six months, a year, two years, whatever you give it. And if they don't fit, let them go. But most people, when they reach a new size or they've, you know, started a workout regimen, whatever you do. Most people aren't like, oh, I have some old Navy jeans from, you know, 2010 that I can't wait to wear. You want to go buy something new. So now you have your old stuff and you have your new stuff and you're just kind of compounding the problem of too many clothes. So get it. it, The first thing you got to do is get it out of your sight. It makes sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense because I can just think of things in my closet that I just need to do that exact thing. And yeah. just put it out of sight because it does, it depresses me in the morning. I look at it and I'm like, ah, oh, and then I feel bad about myself not being able to fit in those. And then, the, you know, there's, and then there's those things that I do try on three, four times when I'm ready to go out, which is always the worst. I've had days that I've tried clothes on and tears. Like my husband's like, do you even want to go? And I'm like, yes, I want to go, but nothing like, can I, we, I'm can we happy. stay on that topic for one second? Absolutely. Life is meant to be lived. It is meant to be lived. You are meant to go places and interact with people and make memories and have experiences. And if going somewhere isn't fun because you don't have the right clothes, fix the dang clothes, right? right? Right. There's a quote and it's sort of my guiding star for my business. And it's by um, Diana Vreeland, she was a Vogue editor. And she said, it's not the dress. It's the life you live in the dress. But so many clients I've worked with don't have the dress or the pants or the shoes or that pretty blouse, whatever. So they don't have the life. Right. Like that is so sad to me. Right. That is so sad to me because life is not about showing up and, you know, just showing off an outfit. But I think as women, most of us can admit that to ourselves, 
we it's more enjoyable when you like the way you look. Yes. It is less enjoyable when you feel self-conscious, when yes. you feel dumpy, frumpy, dowdy, whatever word you want to put mm-hmm. there, wherever you are going is less enjoyable. I had a client skip her friend's wedding because she had nothing to wear and didn't want to go shopping. Right. Oh my gosh. Hopefully your friend's wedding comes around one time, one time. I remember in third grade, I did not go to my uncle's funeral because I refused to wear a dress mm-hmm. and like my mom didn't bend. And it was like this big contention. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like I regret not. So it starts from way young. It does. It's not something that like is, you know, older when we get to be. Moms. No, it starts. No, 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 no. I, I always find it really funny that when I was working with clients who really had some kind of clothing block, like, mm-hmm. you know, do you like this? I don't know. Like, how, how do you not know if you like something, right? Does it make you smile or frown? What? Oh. But when I would work with a really difficult client, I would just kind of casually bring the conversation around to moms and shopping and getting dressed. And mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, did those oh, yeah. stories come flooding <laughs> out. And I'm like, ding, 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 we found it. Like, there yeah. it is. <laughs> Oh, your mom picked out your clothes till you were done with college. Okay. That's why you don't know if you like things or not found yeah, it. Yeah, they were never allowed to. Have never allowed to. Or, As a mom face. of daughters, I have been very, very conscious to break that cycle, to mm. give them almost complete autonomy over what they wear, to encourage right. whatever ridiculous, I gotta be quiet because they're right out the door, but I mean, they've gone <laughs> through some ridiculous <laughs> clothing phases, right? They're girls. Oh gosh, yeah. But you know, my mom, I was a child of the eighties and we were looking at pictures and oh my goodness, we looked ridiculous. We looked ridiculous. And I said, mother, how did you ever let us out of the house? And she said, well, you thought you looked great. Who was I to say different? <laughs> that is like honest to God wisdom right there. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be the person that tells my daughters like, you don't, that's not right. You don't look good. Right. Just because it's not my style. Why is it wrong? It's not wrong. It's just right. what they it's want to wear, style. you know? And I think we were raised in a different generation where you had to dress up to go to the funeral. You mm-hmm. had to dress up to go to church. And I do think that there is a thing about, we can show respect right. for people and things through the way we dress. Mm-hmm. I'm also convinced that if my kids just willingly go to church, you can go ahead and wear jeans to church. Cool. I'm fine. Yeah. That's great. Right. You're going, that's the, you you're, know, you look at the there. bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. This is not the hill I'm going to die Ooh. on this Sunday morning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we are all in, in Moms Without Capes. We're all about like self-care, self-love and rediscovering who you are, falling in love with who you are under the superwoman cape. So let me ask you, what is your favorite way to practice self-care? Keep listening to learn what Jennifer's favorite self-care practices. Hey mom, can't catch a good night's sleep these days? I've got you. Sleep matters. And because it does, not getting the quantity or the quality you need can have detrimental effects on your health and well-being. To feel your best and not only to get through the day, but to have an absolutely amazing day, you've got to get the sleep your body and mind needs, which is why I developed Sleep Matters, a course for moms to help you take care of yourself and get the kind of sleep you deserve. In this course, I teach you cognitive and behavioral strategies used in the treatment of insomnia. We work to minimize the sleep worries, 
re-equate your bed with sleep, set you up with a sound nighttime routine, and establish an environment that is conducive to sleep. Don't waste another night tossing and turning. Enroll in Sleep Matters, self-care for the troubled sleeper. And finally, get your Z's. Okay, first of all, let me say that I don't think anything like, I get my hair cut, I get my nails done. I, that is not self-care to me. Right. That is like telling you air is self-care, right? <laughs> like breathing is not self-care. For me, that is just a part of what I do. Mm-hmm. It's a part of what I prioritize, not self-care. Um, I, because apparently my inner child is 80, I love jigsaw puzzles. I do puzzles mm-hmm. like a like a, an, a fiend. I, I'll do one a week. I love puzzles. It's just my quiet time. Mm-hmm. I'll turn on whatever trashy, true crime TV show that I can find. And I just do puzzles. I love it. Nice. We've done jigsaw puzzles as a family. We'll break about, and I'll be up like midnight, like trying to find those pieces. I'm like, yes. I've got to get to bed. I've got to get to bed. Yes. <laughs> they yes. suck you in. But oh, it is that or bird relaxing. watching, by the way. Bird watching is okay. my other thing because my inner child is 80. (laughs) (laughs) So in my membership, we do a book club and it's on self-development books. So let me ask you, what is your favorite or what has, what self-development book has profoundly impacted your life? Playing Big by Tara Moore. Okay. What did you like about it? I think every woman needs to read this book. And I think that my daughters, I'm going to make them read it. My, my older one is 13 and she's probably ready. I think a lot of women, especially women in my generation, I, I remember as a kid, it, it was a little bit of the, you know, be seen, not heard, weren't really encouraged to speak up. That was not a skill that I developed. And early in my career, when I wasn't working for myself, I remember sitting in meetings, right? And I would have have an idea, but I wouldn't say it because I didn't want to be wrong or I didn't, you know, and so I wouldn't say anything. And then some dumb guy would speak up and say something kind of, you know, like my idea. And they'd be like, that's genius. We should. And I was like, oh, that was my idea. Why didn't I say that? Mm -hmm. And it teaches women to speak up, to play bigger, to believe that we have a seat at the table, to stop listening to our inner critic and start listening to our inner mentor. And I'm telling you, that book was absolutely transformational for me. Even when I started my business, I used to tell people, you know, people would say like, what do you do? And I say, oh, I, you know, I'm just a wardrobe stylist. Oh no, I just, I just help you stay home. You would downplay You know what? Yeah. There are a whole lot more people wearing Gap than Gucci, you know, there are a whole, like I have worked with women crying in fitting rooms because they feel so terrible about themselves. Mm -hmm. And through the magic of pants, transform lives, we transform lives. So why am I downplaying anything about what I do? And really it was that book that, that helped me shift my perspective about what it means to speak up for yourself and, and to play big. Awesome. Okay. So where can people find you? You can find me on the interwebs at youreverydaystyle.com. My business is everyday style, but my website is your everyday style on there. We have things, we have a body shape quiz. So if you're like, I don't know, apple pear, rectangle, kumquat, <laughs> I don't know. We, you're not a kumquat. I will just tell you that. But, <laughs> oh my God. Is that one of the styles? Like, I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even <laughs> 
but you can go on my website and you can take that body shape quiz and you will, you'll get a point to start at of, of how to dress yourself. Um, and my podcast is uh, like you mentioned the everyday style school, and we teach you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. What, how clothes should fit, what's trendy, what you need to ditch all that good stuff. Um, and then on, on socials, you can find me everyday style with Jen on both Facebook and Instagram, or you can just search everyday style and there I am. And I will put all of your links and all your social links and website in the show notes of this episode. So if you're listening, check out the show notes for, to, so that you can track down Jennifer and hire her to find your style. (laughs) Yeah. Come stalk me. I love that. That's my favorite. (laughs) So thank you so much. This was such an interesting conversation, such a fun conversation. I am glad. I hope that your listeners find it really, really helpful. And thank you so much for having me on tonight. Moms Without Capes Inner Circle is a calm space for overwhelmed moms to slow down, connect, grow, and share. If you've lost yourself in the throes of motherhood and you forget who you are outside of your role as a mom or a wife, join the inner circle to better know yourself as a woman, to learn how you can fall in love with yourself and to get comfortable with being yourself. Connect with other women who are walking a similar path, rediscovering who we are under our mom hat. Find out more by following the link in the show notes of this episode or by visiting momswithoutcapes.com backslash inner dash circle. We'd love to have you as part of our circle. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.